Hello and welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show. This is where we kind of dive deep in on little issues or big issues, either way. Uh, but it's not like our morning show in that we get into just one single thing. Uh, today we are talking about the subdivisions and <laughs> the regulations that go along with them and all of the things that are involved in development in Livingston Parish. So my name is McHugh David publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you joining us today to learn more about what's going on with the development in Livingston Parish, how it's monitored, how it's governed, that sort of thing. Uh, we are going to be talking mostly about the parish at large. We will, uh, you know, Denham Springs and Walker have their own rules and regulations. They both have master plans in place. Uh, and, you know, anything that goes into development within those two cities has to kind of fit into that master plan that they have. Uh, so it's kind of easy for them. Of course, at the parish level, they just adopted uh, the master plan that it was developed in 2013, not too long ago, just a few months ago at the end of uh, September. So uh, we'll talk about how that kind of influences what's going on with subdivision development, but this has cropped up a lot lately. Uh, and we can talk about the state of that real quick. It's been interesting. It's mostly been relegated to districts four, five, two and to a certain extent three uh, as well as seven now if you're wondering what those are that's basically denim water denim watson and walker those are the three areas that have experienced the most growth they've been after things like zoning and that sort of uh, those sorts of implementations for years uh, because these developments just continue to come continue to come to continue to come to give you kind of an idea of the growth that livingston parish is experiencing even just right now between april and october that's april 1st to october 31st of 2019 2,200 homes were sold in Livingston Parish. Now, that could be folks moving out of apartments and moving into homes. It doesn't necessarily reflect a distinct population growth. What it does, however, show is that over 2,200 homes, new homes, uh, well, mostly new homes, have come into the market. And you can see from just the developments that have sort of come up over the past few weeks, that's not hard to imagine. You're looking at three developments within uh, the time period of us recording this particular podcast, which is November 26, 2019. You're looking at Foxglove off of uh, Duff Road in north of Walker, which is a uh, D.R. Horton development. You're looking at Berry Ridge, which is in Springfield. It's District 8. And that is an outside developer from Ponchatoula who's developing that. Uh, and then there's also a new development, which is causing a bit of a stir. And we'll talk about that as well coming off of Dunn and Lockhart, corner right there. And a lot of you are probably thinking there, there's not much there. That's correct. There's about 26, 27 acres right there, and they're looking to put 70 homes. It's caused quite a uh, quite an interesting impact there uh, for those folks off of Dunn Road who've been looking for that roundabout and that widening, which are both coming in the next year. Roundabout utility uh, relocation is underway. Uh, construction probably beginning sometime in the first quarter of next year. Then you're looking for the widening of Dunn Road, and that's going to be, uh, it'll be widened from 18 feet to probably about 22 feet, uh, drainage, that sort of thing. So that's coming, but it's going to take time. And now we're talking about a new development coming. So these folks are, are upset. Uh, so what goes into a development, especially at the parish level? 
It starts with what's called the preliminary plat. That is the basis of the meeting that is occurring. Actually, it's tonight. It's homeowners off of Dunn Road who are trying to get a meeting going, trying to get people involved to see if, you know, if they're just as, as against this development as everybody else is on Dunn Road. Uh, right now, it's the Summer Run Homeowners Association that's sponsoring this, and they're looking to grow it a little bit more. Uh, it will be at 7 p.m. at the District 5 uh, Firehouse Headquarters, which is across the street from the Dem Springs Walker Branch Library. It is in the roundabout at Eden Church Road and Florida Boulevard. Now, the interesting thing about what's going on here is the preliminary plat is very, very, very uh, beginning phases of a development, whether it's commercial or residential. This is what goes before the Planning Commission. Now, because of the holidays, the Parish Council has moved up a week in both instances. So the Planning Commission will meet on Wednesday, December 4th, and then this will immediately turn around and go to the Parish Council for approval. So some of the things that get tossed around a lot are drainage impact and traffic impact. Those are two studies that have to be done on any piece of commercial property or residential property or development uh, to determine you know, the effect that it has on the health, safety, and welfare of those around them. Currently, the preliminary plat shows uh, about 70 homes on 22 acres. The extra acreage will be used for retention, uh, at which point there's also a drain out to a creek behind the subdivision, which is all that creek also runs behind Summer Run. It also runs behind uh, the, uh, I think it's called Country Club Lane. So those are the two that are surrounding this piece of property. There are concerns surrounding the drainage impact as to whether or not, you know, that the citizens have concerns as to the drainage impact. There are also concerns from Parish Councilman Maurice Scooter Keene, who's in this area. This is his representation, as well as the residents. They're worried about the traffic impact, whether or not it's too close to the roundabout or the intersection, whichever comes first, whether this gets built before the roundabout or not, remains to be seen, but it will be interesting uh, to find out which one comes first probably the development if it gets approved. The problem is, is all these problems can be discussed. Uh, all these issues can be discussed. But one thing that has been tossed around, a phrase that's been tossed around, and this came up when discussing uh, the development in Springfield, as long as a developer is not asking for waivers, and as long as they pass the drainage impact study and the traffic impact study, the hands of the parish council are relatively tied. They can ask for a few things, like maybe during the drainage study, they can say, well, this drain from your retention to the creek, can we move it here to make sure that it doesn't impact those homes? They can kind of wheel and deal a little bit in that area. Otherwise, there's not really a whole lot of uh, things that the parish council can do at that point. Now, what are drainage impact and traffic impact? We mentioned earlier they are studies, but they are actually baked into the parish's code of ordinances. And the drainage impact study has to be done through an engineer with the master drainage plan in mind. Now, it says if there is no master drainage plan, which the parish council is currently working on through the master plan committee, it must then go through an engineer who liaises with the local gravity drainage district if there is one. Now, in this case, it will be gravity drainage district one. According to Parish Councilman Keene, he's already talked with Gravity One, and they seem to believe that the, the retention that they have and the off-site drainage that they have will be just fine with regard to what they're trying, what they being Gravity Drainage District One are trying to do in the area. The residents next door are not 
they're 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 not so convinced. Uh, of course, they will be holding this meeting tonight to discuss that, discuss that preliminary plat. And I'm sure anybody that shows up, they'll be convincing them to go to this uh, meeting at the uh, anybody that goes to the citizen meeting tonight. Excuse me. They will try to convince them to go to the planning meeting. So from there, you know, if, if, there are a lot of things that the parish council is trying to move forward. OK, so what we've heard or what we know is that it must the preliminary plat must be approved it then must but go to the parish council uh, and then it must to, for approval and if they aren't asking for any waivers and they're looking for that drainage and traffic impact study there's not much they can do if there's a problem with the drainage and traffic impact study that's dealt with by the administration we learned about that during the whole premier concrete issue uh, when that all that cropped up they weren't sure what kind of permit that they needed there was a problem they worked with the administration the administration's inspectors the planning department the permit department as well as parish president Leighton ricks to get all that solved the parish council is out of um they're out of it they can't do it they they have no hands in it at that point so anytime there is a problem along with these processes the parish council's out of it it's the administration's job typically according to parish council attorney chris moody to solve these problems now in order to avoid getting into these problems to begin with the parish council is looking uh, for a couple of things that they're trying to do to at least ease the conscience of you know those the the folks that are around these developments that are just coming into Livingston Parish quite rapidly. Uh, one of which is you know updating the impact studies. You know there's discussion about trying to see what Tangipo does, Ascension does, East Baton Rouge, and trying to update the impact studies be a little more strict, a little more stringent. Um, you know requiring a little bit more work with local drainage districts and things like that uh, not necessarily closing the door on development not, but not leaving it wide open as well now what those updates look like that, that's still to be discussed but it's something that's been thrown out there uh, you know working with developers is something they already do uh, to try to figure out where they want to put certain things including uh, offside drainage as well as saying you know one of the requests they did make uh, that would be the parish is that the exit for the development be on Lockhart, not on Dunn, uh, to which the developer at, at current is is agreeing with that request. So uh, time will tell if they will remain, uh, you know, going out on Lockhart or if they'll try to get an exit off of Dunn. A lot of that's going to depend on the state being so close to that roundabout. That's part of the traffic study is dealing with DOTD and figuring out, you know, what, what they can do and can't do in terms of entry and and exit. It's also important to remember that with a certain amount of homes, they have to have two entrances. Uh, I, I don't think they quite cross that threshold. I think at 70 homes, they're about 30 homes shy of that 100 home limit uh, for requiring two entry and exits into the subdivision. So they'll only have to deal with one side, uh, whether that's Dunn or Lockhart, we'll find out. There's also specific ordinances that can be put into place. Uh, it's very interesting. Dirt fill was discussed a lot back in the spring of 2019. It was shot down. They just never really voted on it. It's now being brought up again. Uh, what dirt fill currently is, is it's a way to elevate your home to base flood. Uh, currently, the, the parish has what's called one foot of freeboard, which means you have to build up to one foot above base flood anytime you add uh, a new home. 
uh, dirt is usually used to get up that high. What a dirt fill ordinance suggests is that you can only go up to a certain height with dirt, and then you must use some other means of construction to get the rest of the way. Uh, again, that was shot down in the spring. It's now being brought up again. It's something that the parish council could do to try to remove uh, the need for a lot of dirt within the floodplain. Uh, maybe focused more on pilings or that kind of thing, trying to get these homes uh, up out of the, not out of the floodplain, but above the floodplain. Since somebody was uh, upset about that language, uh, I used out of the floodplain before. Technically, they're not out of the floodplain. They are above it. The last part, which continues to be brought up by Parish Councilman Tracy Girlinghouse of Tr District 7, who is the biggest proponent of the master plan, is zoning. Uh, according to Mr. Girlinghouse, one of the things that they can focus on with zoning is land use restrictions. And that doesn't mean that they're going to come in individual property owners and say, no, you can't do this. What they are going to do is say that if a subdivision is going to be placed in, in a piece of land that is zoned rural, it must be a certain number of homes per acre. So they might say it's only in a rural in a rural development situation, it can only be one home per acre. Uh, so that you don't have developers with say 70 acres of or excuse me, 68 acres of land who are looking to put 22 homes on the remaining 60 acres at roughly uh, a home per third acre. Uh, you're trying to find uh, trying to spread people out a little bit more, trying to restrict just how many homes they could put in uh, per acre. And right now they can't do that. That is not an option. It, they cannot stop uh, developers from putting as many homes as they can as long as it does not, uh, as long as it meets the appropriate parish setbacks, uh, which is the amount of space that has to be in between homes and in between lot lines. And as long as it meets the traffic impact study and the drainage impact study, there's nothing the parish can do. Zoning can change that a little bit. They did approve an introduction of the budget for the 2020 year that would have matching funds built into it to get updates to the parish's master plan so that they could uh, maybe vote on zoning next year. It would have to be a vote of the people per district as to whether they want zoning or not. Uh, there's also a master drainage plan match baked in there to try to get a master drainage plan. As we mentioned, that's part of the drainage impact study. That would help keep a lot of this consistent so it wouldn't be subdivision over subdivision uh, as per their uh, regulations that are applied. Specifically, there would just be one regulation, one master drainage plan that says this is the amount of retention you have to have, this is the, uh, the um, depth and width of your retention pond. This is how you have to drain out of it. Uh, this is the amount of um, uh, ditch, how deep the ditches need to be. If it's covered subsurface drainage, this is how big the culverts have to be. That would all be set before the, before the developer would even begin construction. Uh, so there wouldn't be a whole lot of leeway there uh, and everything would be developed evenly. It is important to remember that the parish did increase their uh, requisite stormwater retention from 10 years to 25 years, uh, just about this time last year. Uh, however, with a lot of developments, especially when they're crowding these homes in, it's not, it's mostly effective when these, you know, extreme showers come through, uh, but it hasn't, we haven't really found out just how effective it has been as of yet. So again, when working through these subdivisions, there are a lot of moving pieces. One of the things that they are looking for at this meeting that happens tonight, or if you're watching in the future, it happened Tuesday night, 
November 26th at 7 p.m. at Fire Protection District 5. They're looking for a citizen movement to maybe try to get something on the ballot uh, that would restrict development uh, or, you know, try to make sure that everything is um, uh, uniform as new subdivisions are coming in. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what comes of the meeting. They will be looking at the preliminary plat and drainage. And uh, Councilman Keene said that he would be in attendance. So, Currently, that is the way that subdivisions go through a development or development uh, projection. Uh, right now, the preliminary plat for this other development that is currently being discussed is coming up next Wednesday, December 4th at the Planning Commission. It will then go before the Parish Council just the next night. Uh, so we'll see what comes of that. One last time, my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you joining us today to learn a little bit about development and how it works in Livingston Parish. There are some more uh, dirty, gritty details about it, but it's it's mainly focused on does it meet the parish's setbacks? Uh, that determines how many lots they can put on the number of acres uh, and does it meet the drainage impact study as well as the traffic impact study. At that point, currently, the parish council's hands are tied as to whether or not they can approve uh, a a um, a new subdivision or new development. Uh, if they're not, if the developer is not asking for waivers, then it's it's a moot point. They're looking to upgrade ordinances, uh, tr maybe update impact studies, and try some different things, maybe even zoning, uh, to try to restrict this development. Appreciate you joining us today. We will be back at you, uh, hopefully tomorrow, talking about the Civic Center. We're running a little behind on our podcast here, trying to get back caught up. A lot of issues to talk about. So please join us tomorrow for Civic Centers, and have a great day.